I actually have no idea if you guys could hear that, but <laughs> I was pouring a beer <laughs> because I had a long neck today. I'm having a long neck today. And uh, I had already cracked open the bottle before I started recording, and so I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, let's record the sound of it pouring, <laughs> if you guys heard that. I don't know. Welcome to episode 27 of the Paul Ald Pod. Uh, so there's no near... Ooh, that came out wrong. There's no new beer this month, this month, this week. Uh, because I've just got too much beer in my fridge. I can't really fit another six-pack or four-pack in there. It's just not possible. Uh, yeah. So no new beer, but I'm drinking a vanilla porter from Breckenridge Brewery, which is a good one. I've had it in my fridge for, like, months Mm, that's a good beer. Um, speaking of beers, I went to the Great American Beer Fest on Thursday. Holy shit, that was so much fun. You go inside this convention center, and there's literally like 400 breweries, over 1,400 beers or something like that. Um, just an insane amount. Like, they're like 400 breweries, and each of them has like anywhere from three to five different beers that you can try. So, I went with my friend Gary, and we had to just an amazing time. The beers just tasted so good. I had so many stouts that tasted really good. Like, the stouts surprised me. Um, I guess it wasn't surprising because it's like Bayshore Beer Fest always had amazing stouts. Like, they have amazing oatmeal like chocolate coffee stouts some of the best i've ever had and this place wasn't really that different it, i mean the sets were like kind of different but they did have like some chocolate ones they had some coffee ones etc but some of them were just like like super crazy stouts like one was like 14 percent alcohol <laughs> and when the guy poured it at the counter it actually looked like he was pouring motor fuel <laughs> like it was that black like just like jet black liquid <laughs> pouring into your cup how it works is you just get a, like a shot glass a little bit bigger than the shot glass same size uh as the the glass they give you at uh bayshore beer fest and uh you know you just take that everywhere and so you go to your first brewery or whatever you get your first beer you know if you don't love it uh or if you just don't want to taste it like the whole thing then you just you know you sip a few sips and then you dump it so they have like these white um, buckets uh, like every brewery stand that you can dump it in and then they even have like a water like a sprayer or something that you can like rinse the the glass and then dump that so then you get a really crisp clear flavor profile for the next beer um so <laughs> it was just funny because like when he was pouring that one stout it looked like actual motor fuel <laughs> um but it's a really cool, uh, really, really cool event, and we, I just kept, like, I even for stuff that I really loved, like, I found some beers that I really, really loved. I was like, wow, that's an amazing beer, and I wanted to drink more of it, but I just didn't, because I was like, the less I drink, the more I can try new, different beers. <laughs> so I'd take, like, one to two sips of every single beer, and then I'd be like, okay, this is great, but I'm going to dump it so I can have another one. <laughs> Because all the brewers are like right next to each other. So it's like you would go next door, even after having just gotten your beer, you'd sip it once and then you'd be like, okay, what do you got? 
Some of the best beers I've ever tasted in my life. Uh, the breweries are from all over the world. Uh, Bayshore Beer Fest is more like a Wisconsin thing. Maybe some Illinois in that. I forget. Um, or actually, it's not just Wisconsin. It was. I think it was also like other neighboring states breweries. Just amazing. Um, I, I've been meaning to go on their website and like recall which ones I had. Because if you go on their website, the GABF has this website where you can look up all the beers that they were serving. And so you can like add, it's weird that it's not a mobile app, it's like a web app. But you can like add the ones that you had to your like list or something. You can like rate them, I think. So I've been meaning to do that because I, I'm not going to remember forever which ones I had. And I kind of do want to remember like the really good ones. Um... The ones that I remember that were really good off the top of my head are there's one called like Sierra C Novembra or something like it was like November and like Spanish or Italian or something. Um, that one was really good. There was one called the Mad Elf, I think. That one was really good. Um, damn, I don't remember any of the other names, but I did have a lot of really good beer. So I'm gonna, that's why I'm gonna try to. Look up the ones I had um, and see if I can find them and recall them. Because, I mean, it'd be really cool to, like, you know, oh, I had that at the beer fest. How can I buy that in this city? You know, most of those you probably can't because they're from far away or states, not countries. So overall, beer fest was fucking amazing. I didn't go too crazy. I could have gotten hammered, but I just didn't need to, you know? It's like, that wasn't really the goal because it was a Thursday night anyway. Um, so I just had so much fun walking around and just drinking beer. And uh, they even had beer soap. Like, soap, you know, that smelled like beer or something. But it was even at the level where they, like, had it for like specific brews like specific beers would have like a soap like a bar soap <laughs> like i know there's this one beer that i love um cul-de-sac nights which i had previously on this pod a couple episodes back um and they actually had a bar soap for that beer i think that was so cool it was like eight bucks but i i just didn't buy it because i just didn't just didn't I was thinking about it, but I was like, eh. It smells kind of nice, but... I don't know, the novelty is probably going to wear off pretty quickly. That night, uh, I actually went to a really good Italian restaurant called Giovanina's Broken Italian or something. It's like somewhere in downtown. It was actually really good. Um, I had like a spaghetti and meatballs thing. And I had a really, really good cocktail there. Uh, I even forget what it was, but the cocktail was amazing. I stopped taking pictures of, like, cocktails and food at restaurants because I just don't use Instagram that much anymore. Um, but I kind of wish I had taken a picture of that because <laughs> it was a damn good cocktail. Uh, anyway, that's Beer Fest. Can't wait for the next one. I'm definitely going next year. Um... Oh, some of the, there's so many fucking funny things at, at uh, Beer Fest. Someone had a shirt that said, like, uh, 
like something about their liver. It was so funny. On the back of their shirt, they had like "Don't worry, liver, just keep going" or something like that. But it was funny. Um, yeah, looking forward to seeing Gary's pictures of that in Instagram if he hasn't already posted that because there's another funny shit that we saw. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, it was oh, finally what was cool about Beer Fest was that uh, there was actually Lakefront. Lakefront Brewing was there from Milwaukee, so we got to check them out. And uh, I don't remember which breweries I liked the most, honestly. Um, but they were all pretty good. Oh, excuse me. Okay, I'm changing topics. <clears throat> Guys, it's squirrel squirting season. This is so stupid. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know if I explained this last time on my on the on the pod, but I bought a water gun <laughs> that has like a decent range, um, and it's kind of interesting because it's not like a finger trigger thing. It's like you, it's like a gauge below it that you like pull towards you or something, and it like squirts water, and so the squirrels around have been in my like backyard and they've been on like the the terrace that's below my apartment which pisses me off because they like piss on it <laughs> and they like they've bitten my watering can and so they kind of piss me off sometimes and so it's been fun to like take the water gun out there and just like squirt them and one time i really nailed one he was uh <laughs> he was on the side of the house right underneath the the, the bathroom windows and I had opened the door just as he had, like, gotten onto that part, and he was heading, like, away from the door. And I just fucking nailed him, like, direct fucking hit. It was so cool. I- I'm surprised he didn't fall off the fucking house. I don't know how he didn't. But uh, he managed to get around the house on the other side. Um, but it's just, it's so satisfying to actually, like, like aim, fire, and, like, nail the fucker. <laughs> and then they just run. I don't want them in my fucking yard, or our yard, because it's, like, I don't know. I don't want them to think this is like a safe place. They need to get out. <laughs> They're annoying. I've had the opportunity to shoot them when they're in the tree, which is like really close to my kitchen door. Um, and, and then I won't do it, even though they're technically like vertically on the property. Then I won't do it because they're kind of like in their natural habitat. But if they're out in the house, I will fucking squirt the fuck out of them. <laughs> I would love to squirt one off the house. I mean, it'd be kind of sad because I think it would probably die from injury or something. I don't know, maybe not. But like, it'd be so funny to actually like have one be on the house and just like full fucking throttle, like just full power, just squirt them off the house and see them go flying. I was doing some uh, Google research about like water guns and which ones have like the best range, and there's actually like a professional one that people use but it's like $300 or something stupid. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, what I have is Water Warf- Water Wa- Warfare Epic Fast Refill by X-Shot. It's called the X-Shot or something, but there's another one somewhere. Tactical Water Guns. I think it might be the Spira. Yeah, it's called the Spira. They have the Spira 2. It says the world's strongest water gun. 
and it's $174. It's actually not as expensive as I thought it was. You know what? Um, I might actually invest in that. <laughs> Just for fun. Um, they've got the Spyro LX, which is the strongest mechanical single blaster. <laughs> I don't know what the difference is between the two. <laughs> this Spyro 2 is so crazy. On the website, they're just going ham about it. They're like, features, Spyro Blast technology, automatic reload, tactical display, power shot. <laughs> $174, and it can be yours. It's probably sick. It's probably actually like really cool. Um, I think I saw a YouTube video of it. And it, like the YouTube video just didn't seem to really do it justice, but uh, I'm thinking about maybe upgrading because the X shot was like twenty bucks. I bought it on like Target or something. Like it was solid. I mean, for twenty bucks, it's it's pretty decent water gun. Um, but if the Spira two can make the squirrels actually fly, <laughs> I might buy that. Um, because the whole thing with the squirrels is like. They're in the fucking walls again in my house, which fucking sucks, because uh, sometimes at, like, 6 a.m. or 6 p.m., you'll hear, like, like someone biting on, like, something in the walls, like, biting, you know, um, maybe it's a, a nut that they have or something in the house, I'm not really sure. But you just hear that, and it's, like, hard to concentrate. And I mentioned it to the fucking landlord, and she's like, yeah, I'll see what I can do. It's like, you have fucking holes in your house. That's how they're getting in. Like, I don't want a fucking exterminator. I just want you to fucking patch the holes in your own house. Uh, I'm getting the impression that the actual, like, owner of the house just doesn't give a shit. <laughs> uh, which is kind of sad. Um, so I might actually talk with him directly and see what he says. Because I don't know if she's actually conveying everything to him. Um, but yeah, this fucking house has definitely lots of holes. I was outside with the water gun once and there was this, like... This is like Eve, like right above my door, where like there's a little bit of space, there's a little crack, not big enough for a squirrel to be in, but like, you know, a tiny crack. And I I heard something in that and I squirted it and I saw a, like the hair of a tail of a squirrel like going up the house. <laughs> so they're definitely in there. Um, they don't always make sound, but they're definitely in there, which is just a fucking aggravating I might eventually get, like, those humane squirrel traps I talked about a long time ago. Um, yeah. So. What sucks is, like, I hear it, and I, like, I want to be like, okay, I'm gonna go into that cubby hole where I once, like, saw the squirrel after I heard the sound, and I swatted it with a dagger. Um, might have said that a long time ago in a previous episode. Every time I do that, like, I just don't hear the sound anymore, they're not there, I look around, it's kind of cramped, I don't want to be in there, it kind of smells bad, you know, it's just like, it's like, oh, this sound. Apparently they left. Great, that was a good use of my time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, past the subject of squirrels and them, um, let's see, I made a really, really good cocktail yesterday. It's called the Morning Glory Fizz. So it's an old, like a classic, you know, cocktail, like Prohibition era, like very, very old recipe. It was supposed to be used for like uh, hangovers, like, you know, morning glory, you know, it's supposed to help you recover from a hangover. But I just thought it was a solid, like whiskey fizz, honestly. Um, 
so it's like two ounces of blended scotch whiskey so i use drambuie um half ounce of lemon juice half ounce of lime juice half ounce of simple syrup and then uh three dashes of absinthe and and i think just an egg white so like one ounce of egg whites and then you dry shake and then you shake with ice and then you put that in glass and then you just uh add soda water and it turned out so fucking good dude it turned out amazing one of the best fizzes i've ever had like cocktail bar quality like that good um but that's just kind of like par for the course with this cocktail book i have because it's just like everything i've had in there is just amazing um not everything but like a lot of them i've had are really good um and then speaking of cocktail books I've been meaning to buy the Imbibe book. There's like a cocktail book like that's really old. From like the early 1900s, maybe the 1800s. It's called Imbibe with an exclamation park. Exclamation park. <laughs> with an exclamation point. And I've been meaning to get that book in my bar for a long time. I just haven't bought it because I guess I haven't finished the first book. So the, the book I have right now is... I actually forget what it's called. It's some kind of cocktail book. Um, let me see if I can look it up without having to move and <laughs> leave you guys. Uh, Jennifer. I know the author's first name is Jennifer or something. The Essential Bar Book by Jennifer Fielder? Yes, Fiedler. It's called The Essential Bar Book by Jennifer Fiedler, and I really haven't finished, I haven't done every single cocktail in that book. I've done like over half of them probably, but I haven't done every single one, and that was kind of a goal for a long time to like finish that book and make everyone and be like, you know, I made every cocktail and this one tasted like that, this one tasted like that, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah, I'm thinking about getting that and buy a book anyway. Even if I haven't finished uh, the bar book. But it is a good book. Um, moving away from the subject of cocktails. Uh, oh, this is kind of like a downer talking point. <laughs> I don't know if I want to say this. I don't know. Basically, I've been a, like a real homebody lately. Like, I've I've just like gotten used to being a homebody and i like i like it and i just want to like live in my own little world and play video games <laughs> and make videos and like you know watch tv i just live in my own little fucking world but i need to get back into meetups because i haven't done a meetup in like six months maybe more um so yeah i don't know i just feel like i haven't been getting out there enough meeting new people dating obviously um still not dating because i just don't want to deal with dating apps i think they're garbage so yeah i'm just gonna move past that point <laughs> i guess i just wanted to say that because it's kind of like in the back of my head like i'm having like i feel like i'm enjoying life so much just kind of like being a homebody doing my own thing doing what i want to do occasionally adventuring out into the wilds you know for hikes and stuff but i don't think that's a healthy way to to live i guess i don't know kind of isn't anyway 
yeah, I'm just a little bit self-conscious about that. Um, let's change topics to the cat. Buttermilk. Um, so as of yesterday, I wrote these talking points yesterday because I was supposed to do the pod yesterday and I just didn't feel like it. Um, he's mostly the same. Uh, he's making some strides. So like the other day, um, I was reaching out to him. First of all, he's been, uh, you know, he's been released to the rest of the house. I don't know if I mentioned that in the previous episode, but he's not confined to my bedroom anymore. Which I thought was a good idea because I'm always in my bedroom, like, on weekdays. And so I feel like I, I need to be in there. So if he's in there at the same time, he doesn't really feel like he can, you know, get out and eat or use the bathroom. Because he's just kind of too scared to be in sight of me or something. I think that's getting better. But yeah, that was a legit thing with him. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's roaming the house now, but <laughs> he's not really roaming the house. He, like, stays in one spot and then that's it sometimes he runs to like the bathroom or my room to get away from me but generally he's been staying in the cat tower behind the couch the bottom uh the bottom unit of that cat house uh, but the 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 stride that he's been making is um you know the other day i was like reaching out to him and he would he actually like batted at me with his paw like, he had never done this before. Like, I would reach out, like, a couple fingers or something. I'd put it towards him to have him reach towards me, and, you know, we can connect. That's kind of what I like to do with him. Because he's not really used to, like, petting too much yet. Um, but he actually, like, battered at my hand with, like, a claw. With, like, his claws out. Not too, like, not, like, too damaging or anything. Like, not too threatening. But he, he did that, and so I feel like that meant that he... It's kind of getting more comfortable with me to the point where he's like, yes, I'm, I'm going to play with your hand a little bit or something. So it seems like a good sign. <clears throat> breathing, my dudes. Breathing. Um, yeah, so he's making some strides. He will... The one thing I've noticed about him a lot lately is that he will like straight up hiss at me if I try to reach out to him and he's like trying to sleep or he just woke up he is definitely a cranky boy um and he will not care about hissing at me and it's not a very threatening hiss it's mostly like a like go away i'm sleeping fuck off <laughs> kind of thing <laughs> um yeah so like he's making some strides but at the same time i'm kind of worried about his um conjunctivitis because it's he still has it, and it's been like ten days since we got him from the from the vet or from the sorry the the Humane Society, the DDFL. Um, so he still has it. I mean, he has an appointment on Friday in two days, so we're gonna hopefully have them take a real look at that. Um, the Humane Society said that they would get like it would go away by itself, but it hasn't really. Um, and today he really hasn't done much of anything in his, his right eye this time. Usually it's his left eye that has a problem, but both, pro both eyes have the problem. His right eye today is just like barely even open. Even when I like reach short to him and it's just like, I wonder, I hope he's not losing his eyesight or anything. He probably isn't, but I'm just worried about that. Um, yeah, so it's weird cause it's like. I'll, go, I'll have a day like on Saturday where I just did nothing with him <laughs> and I'll feel bad about that 
like not even like doing anything or anything with him except like feeding him and cleaning the box but at the same time he's not really giving me much to work with because he doesn't really want me around i feel like um so the plan is to we have it we have an appointment scheduled for friday and um once his conjunctivitis clears up, I'm going to get another cat. I don't want to get a cat now because I heard that conjunctivitis is contagious to other felines. So I totally don't want to get a new cat and have it catch whatever he has. Um, that would just be a bad idea. So we need his conjunctivitis to clear up and to heal. And I'm going to totally get another uh, cat. Definitely a female. Definitely less than three years old. Um, but older than him. So... I can't wait to do that because I, I think he could. He really needs another cat to be around the house to have like a playmate and stuff. So, I'm looking forward to whenever I can bring a new cat. Uh, in other news, wow, the Packers fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> I did not watch the game uh, with the with the Giants in London, but uh, uh, I don't know. It's just. They just kind of suck this year. I don't think they're going to go that far. I think they might be lucky to win the North, honestly. I think they'll probably get to the playoffs, but it's just, oh, it's not looking good for them, man. It's just... And I have no context into the loss. Like, I don't know how they really lost. Uh, from what I've read on ESPN, I think it was just defense, like, kind of, like, giving up the game, but also Aaron not being able to throw it anywhere. So, I don't know. The pack, uh, the the Giants might be legit. I don't really know if anyone knows that yet. I haven't checked their their score history, like who they won against, who they lost against, but they might be legit. And uh, switching topics once again. Wow, <laughs> this is a sad talking point, but it's kind of like weird because I enjoyed it anyway. I spent fifteen hours working on a gaming video on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys probably know, I make gaming videos about this really old game called RuneScape Classic that no one really knows about anymore, but it's basically a game that's very dear to my heart because I grew up playing it. Anyway, um, <laughs> I literally spent 15 hours working on a video for for that game. And I, it's like, I enjoyed every minute of it as I was doing it because it's like, you know, you make one edit, and then it's like, oh, it was such a good edit, I can't wait to continue, and now you make the next funny edit or something, like, oh, that was such a good edit. Like, I've really gotten into, like, loving the work that I do. It's just, like, I just, there needs to be a cap, you know? I can't just spend 15 hours and be like, oh, that was so good, but oh, my Saturday's gone. <laughs> I just, when I when I'm into it, I don't want to stop because I just don't want to have to come back to it later and then like not finish it. Like, cause sometimes I'll start on a video and I just won't finish it cause I'll take a break and then I'll just like forget about it or I just, the feeling isn't there anymore. You know, the vibe isn't really there as strongly as it was before. And so I just, I don't want to lose that, I guess. Anyway, I love video editing and putting in funny edits and, Making a video as like polished as it can be, like it's really an art for me. Um, but holy fucking crap, I cannot spend fifteen hours in a fucking day because I basically just lost like a whole weekend day, and I only get two of those. <laughs> um, usually, I had this Friday off, 
but still it just feels bad <laughs> it's like what am i doing <laughs> i don't know some self turmoil there i think i need to cap it at like three hours like when you spent three or four hours on a weekend day and it's like okay you're not allowed to spend any more time on this go outside and read or something <laughs> and finally i will do a very very quick gaming corner I have started playing Fire Emblem Three Houses again. So I actually started playing it, like, I was gifted the game by my brother's fiance or girlfriend, um, like, when it came out, like, 2019, December. I got it for Christmas or my birthday or something. And, but I didn't play it for a while. Uh, but then a couple months later, I started missing them, and I was like, uh, I'm going to play the game that they bought for me and check it out. And so I started playing it, and I fell in love with it in 2020, honestly. I really played a lot of it. Got pretty far in the story, I think. <laughs> I haven't finished it yet, so I actually don't know how far. Um, and I just, But then I just dropped it one day, um, like 2021 or something. I just dropped it, and I just didn't come back to it for like a fucking year or more. And uh, this past week, I have gotten back into it and started a new save file. Um on classic mode which means you actually lose so like so for, for context for anyone who doesn't know what the game is fire emblem is like a strategy like turn-based game where you have like an army um and it's very it's very anime so it's definitely not for everybody i like it though um but you have like an army you have like eight units right and each one can have a certain class like one might be a magician one might be a cleric that heals one might be you know a spear wielder you know whatever and so you control these, and you're supposed to just, you know, take out the enemy forces. Um, and it's very turn-based, um, and it's just, it's a really fun game, but it's not just, like, turn-based combat. It's also, like, there's, you know, an RPG aspect to it where you can do quests and explore cities and, you know, fish, <laughs> which is a lot of fun, actually. Um, highly recommend the game. Anyway, I, I chose Classic mode with this new game which basically means you actually like if a unit on your team dies you can't get them back there's like a casual mode where if a unit on your team dies then you can actually get them back at the next battle or something but in this mode it's more serious like you lose a unit and they basically die you like, you can't use them again so it's kind of interesting basically called like three houses because there are three different like main characters that you can choose to support their house and so i chose a completely different house this time which was a good choice because you unlock a completely different set of characters on your team um so anyway i'm just having a ball I, on friday i just played the game the whole fucking day like i seriously did i just played the whole day and it was just like wow what happened to the day <laughs> 12 hours behind the in the in the flash of an eye <laughs> um it's just so much fun especially when you're starting out I think it does get a, a bit repetitive with the quests and battles at one point, but the story keeps evolving. The story's very interesting, so it kind of keeps you hooked. Yeah, so I'm going to hopefully finish that game, and uh, just can't wait to keep playing. Like, I wish I was playing it right now, honestly. <laughs> um, but it does take, like, hours and hours to actually, like, make solid story progress. So you might think that you played for two hours, and you actually played for six. So <laughs> you got to watch it, especially on weeknights. Anyway, guys, I think that's that's it for this episode. That's a fucking wrap. Um, yeah, 
overall last week was solid. Um, but this weekend, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm hoping to spend my time more effectively. I might for a hike. I'm not sure. It might be too cold to do a 14er at this point. I think I should check the trail conditions on 14ers.com. Um, but I might do something really cool. Like I might, you know, do a 14er or do that one sand dune thing that's a four-hour drive away. Um, but not really sure yet. <laughs> Become a, a homebody, so I might just stay at home and play video games and make cocktails and watch TV. <laughs> this is what I'm used to, sadly. Um, that's it for this episode. And this week's advice is to... Um, so to not give up on being outside and visiting friends and, you know, meeting new people. Do not give up on that idea. Definitely don't do that. Um, anyway, that's it for this one. Thank you for listening to this episode of Paul Pod, and I will see you guys next Tuesday or Wednesday if I'm really lazy. Bye-bye.